0: Yesterday, the skies in Delaware once again started to fill with the haze of smoke that was reminiscent of two weeks ago, and the AQI Air Quality Index began to get worse and worse to unhealthy levels. So what's going on exactly with these wildfires in Canada? Are they wildfires? Because some people have questions about what they're smelling and the way that this is traveling. And so I'm going to go through that data with you today. What I'm going to be sharing is simply a theory based upon information that I'm reading. It is by no means supposed to inform you of the scientific uh, accuracy of what is going on right now. It is simply a theory that I have, and I'm going to give you the evidence that I have behind it. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America emboldened. Great, I feel emboldened.
1: You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they do. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch. With the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for.
0: Welcome, bold Americans, to America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. If you live anywhere in the Great Lakes region of the United States, over to the East Coast, you likely are familiar at this point in time with the fact that the wildfires are burning out of control up in Quebec, Canada. And for a while there, the winds had changed, and we got relief for about two weeks here on the East Coast and the Great Lake region. But that party is over. For whatever reason, we now have smoke gathering in in unhealthy levels, and it's affecting the air that we breathe. From all the way back into Wisconsin, straight on through Ohio, uh, all the way out to Delaware and the northern parts of Virginia. But that's not what's really interesting about this smoke map. What I find interesting about this smoke map, and I want to give a couple shout outs here early on. Uh, The ideas that I will be presenting and the theory that I'll be presenting on today's show was first kind of uh, pointed out to me by a listener, Christine and Christine was sharing with me just some general information about fault lines and things that she was uh, seeing that were going on. And then I started following uh, the fault lines, and uh, some information that I was hearing from others on Twitter about the way that the air smelled uh, on Wednesday around the Chicago area and in Green Bay. And everybody was talking about how it didn't smell like the typical forest fire smoke that it had this sulfur type of smell, even rotten eggs. And that's where I started to go, hmm, something might be going on. Let's go to one of the top stories of last week, the submarine. And let's hear about why people have been going down in subs outside of going to the Titanic. Well, you see underneath our uh, ocean, all the water that's there, we have great mountain ranges underneath into the sea. Now, we don't think of them as mountain ranges because quite honestly, these mountain ranges are under sea level. Now, if something's under sea level, we may not think about it as, oh, wow, that's a great uh, size there. But we have the mid-ocean ridge, which is the longest mountain range on earth. It spans 40,389 miles around the globe. And That makes it a global landmark. About 90% of the mid-ocean ridge system is under the ocean. And so the mountains and the valleys that goes across the globe, they resemble the stitches in a baseball. This is according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Now, my listener, Christine, she sent me a video of a gentleman who was going down and seeing these mountain ranges with cameras and uh, machines and talk about how at the bottom of these mountain ranges, there is magma coming up. That's almost like the earth is bleeding and as it bleeds, uh, it's changing the rock formations and continuing on. That couples with a lot of other stories that I'm interested in. It couples with Ben Davidson, the suspicious observer, who has been talking about the magnetic field on earth that has been weakening at alarming rates at this point in time. Not sure if anyone is aware of what the magnetic field does, but it's, it extends out into outer space from the interior of the earth and it helps protect us from the solar winds and the charged particles that come from the sun does that by the molten iron and nickel in the Earth's outer core that causes uh, this process of a geodynamic thermal process that creates a magnetic field. We get the magnetic dipoles. Uh, We know we have a north pole and a south geomagnetic pole that corresponds to those fields. Well, this is weakening and it's a significant thing because it protects us from the solar winds. It's also of very great importance because I'm curious if that thing's weakening, what's going on in the mid-center, mid-ocean ridges where the seafloor is spreading? See, you can find this information anywhere, but the news media is never covering it. But it goes to the fires in Canada, and I'm going to connect this theory that I have to it, because you probably remember, they're like, oh, it was really bad thunderstorms that caused the fires. I'm not buying it, and I'm not buying the scale and scope at this point in time of what I'm seeing on Mother Earth, and I think people should pay attention to this. All right, so as we look at the fields over history, there are reversals that happen And we see them as stripes on that mid-ocean ridge, that spot where I was just saying that this huge baseball uh, type of stitching that goes around 90% of the earth, making up so much of the mountain ranges that we have. And because of uh, these magnetic uh, anomalies, uh, we can use compasses. We can figure out. All right. This is north. This is south as of right now, but within the iron ore within the magma and the pressure and the heat and everything that's going on right now in the world, there is uh, something to pay attention to. See back in 1632, the North pole was starting to shift south towards the Victoria Islands. By 1730, it made it into the Victoria Islands and then started moving east and south down through Cambridge Bay. And then by 1859, it kind of settled in at the furthest more around the 70 degree longitude. And now in 2020, the thing is rifling north. Rifling north by 1994, Overtop Ellesmere Island by 2005 out over the ocean by 2020, the line of longitude at that point had gone from about, uh, let's see, where were we at? We were at the 80th degree of, uh, longitude. And we had moved at that point in time to about negative 20 degrees. And by 2020, we were at about a 190 degrees latitude by something around uh, the zero degree uh, longitude. This is thousands of miles away and rapidly moving. Every five years now, it's speeding up. We are in a moment of the North Magnetic Pole going across the Canadian Arctic. At record speeds. Now, what's happening to that mountain range underneath? Well, I think that we're hearing about submarines. We're hearing about stories about that because we have plenty of research that's going on into this entire situation. But I'll tell you where I started thinking that my theory, and what people were turning me on to, was more than just a theory. I went to airnow.gov. And you can go to the fire.airnow.gov and you can see these stats for yourself. So you can go to the americatloud.com page for my show. And In my write-up, I have these images today uh, copied into it so you can see. The smoke is coming from Quebec. And because we have this low-pressure system that's around Maine, it's pushing that air down into the Great Lakes. It then goes up against the appalachian Mountain area, and then it kind of funnels into the D.C., Delaware area, and Virginia. And that's currently where the smoke is the worst. But what I found interesting was that did not mean that was the only place there was smoke. When I went to just the specific smoke map, there was a complete anomaly in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Now, what's in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, would you say, but these baseball-type seams that come from underground volcanic vents in this mountain range? And so, that led me to go, let's look at all these places where there's fires in Canada. And lo and behold, I had no idea but where this Fire is going on right now in Quebec. It's at the site of the Blake River Mega Caldera Complex, which is a super volcano. Now, a super volcano, some of you may are, be aware of, like Yellowstone, is a super volcano. This thing has not erupted in an extremely long time. In fact, the the last eruption is designated to be about 2,696 million years ago. So 2.6 billion years ago, almost 2.7 billion years at this point in time. Now, the supervolcano has multiple vents and dikes. Huh, this is very interesting here. It's very similar to the Yellowstone Caldera in Wyoming and Lake Toba in Indonesia. And it also has a very similar structure to the Olympus Mons Caldera on Mars. And so it's categorized as a mega-nested caldera complex. And guess what's all around this? Forest. And when all of these fires started several weeks ago, it seemed very odd because there wasn't a particular drought in that specific area that had plenty of snow cover. And if you watch on radar, people are saying, well, it was just a horrible lightning storm. When has lightning ever caused fires that bad? Like starting all at the same time. But then if you think of it as a super volcano and you think about it as if there was some type of flow that was setting parts of this on fire deep into the forest, it wasn't a uh, specific uh, super volcano eruption. Rather, it's the magma from the vents and the dikes, much like we see underwater in this other side of what I was talking about, these mountain ranges underwater. Uh, If it's very similar to that, this would explain a couple different things that are going on. It would explain why people are smelling sulfur and it doesn't smell like a typical forest fire. It would also explain how we're all tied into the mid-ocean ridge, which is the longest mountain range on Earth, which the researchers themselves are saying they're seeing magma underneath. I think what we have going on right now is one of the best-kept secrets from the public because they don't want anybody freaking out. I really do believe this. This is a theory. I don't have evidence to back this up. I am going to be interviewing some people about this because now I'm very curious. I want to get to the bottom of the story. I want some scientists that would support my theory as well as scientists that would be like, you're absolutely full of it. We have nothing to worry about. I want to hear both sides because I'm pretty convinced that what we have right now is a world completely on fire. Now, why do I believe that we are a world that is on fire well have you looked at the earthquake maps lately with the usgs so if you go to the usgs they will show you the uh, magnitudes of 2.5s over the previous day and you can get data that goes out a little bit further but if you follow this along the atlantic ocean in that center ridge that makes up the baseball seam type there is a pillar of smoke that is coming up that is being seen where there should not be any forest fires there should not be any activity so unless we have high military operations out there blowing stuff up it seems really odd that the mid-atlantic ridge that's right in the middle of the atlantic ocean is currently producing smoke that's being picked up on radar as part of AQI. It's also very interesting to understand that this is also part of an earthquake fault line and that the rain of fire is waking up once again. Earthquakes in Northern Japan, earthquakes all throughout Alaska, a uh, earthquake, even in northern Alaska. And it goes to show that possibly, just possibly, the lava and the magma underneath and the tectonic plates are starting to move. So I have an uh, interview uh, with somebody that I want to play. It's not my interview. It's footage that I found. Uh, Some dialogue that I want you to hear. We're going to play that right after the break here. But what do you think? Does the sky, the way it looks, does it make sense to you that this is just a forest fire or the way that this thing is starting to affect the United States and the fact that when you go to the maps, it's covering. I mean, when I say it's covering, I'm not even beginning to uh, overstate this. The smoke from Quebec, when we look at it, it's covering all the way down to the gulf of mexico at this point in time like it's it's making it that far down but yet if you go to the east of the bermuda by like another probably 2000 miles to that fault line we have smoke once again there why what's happening that we can see on the fire and smoke map where there's no landmass well you're going to want to hear what i have for you coming up next All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. It was Henry
1: Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing. Leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud talk radio. Liberty and justice for all.
0: You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash outloud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back, Bold Americans. We're talking about the fires that are going on right now in the forest of Quebec. And I'm making a case that this possibly is related more to plate tectonics and related more to what's going on in our oceans. Things that maybe you weren't even aware of. Well, I'm going to get into uh, Robert Ballard in an interview that he did a few years ago. Uh, This was sent to me by a listener and this specific audio that I'm going to play for you is what I want you to kind of hone in on. Uh, He discovered the wreck of the Titanic, but more than that, he discovered hydrothermal vents and talks about how they work. And I think that this is pretty interesting information. So uh, I'm going to turn the microphone over to this interview with him and and play this audio for you. Check this out.
1: But in fact, running around the Earth like the seam on a baseball is a giant, giant mountain range. So this is Bob Ballard It covers speaking. 23% of the Earth's total surface area. Like, that's a quarter of the planet. Yet, here's the cuck, the cucks of it all. We had gone to the moon. Neil Armstrong and Buzz had gone. Astronauts had gone up there. They played golf on the moon. We, we went up there before humans went to the largest feature on Earth. And I was lucky to be one of the first human beings. Now let me show you that crazy place because it's along this great mountain range.
0: Now I just describe the video. So ocean X put this video in this interview uh, together. So just give them credit for the audio where I'm pulling this from, from YouTube, but this is an artist rendering. He's not actually showing anything, which raises some red flags for me on the whole conversation. But the, information he's about to get into is what i think is really important we're going to get into why we may be opening up vents in quebec vents elsewhere in order to tap energy but let's continue on
1: where the earth is splitting open it was a concept back then called plate tectonics that this mountain range was absolutely ripping open forming a deep valley so in that one image you'll see mountains on the left and mountains on the right the mountains on one side are sitting on the North American plate, and the ones on the other side are sitting on the African plate. And along that rift valley, they're pulling apart. And in fact, the earth, because it's a creature, I think of earth as a living creature. There's a concept of Gaia, that earth is alive and a creature. It bleeds its molten blood. And rising up in that void, when you just like when you cut your skin, you, you bleed. And you bleed warm blood. And the blood coagulates and it forms new tissue. Same thing. If you cut into the earth, it bleeds its blood. But no one had actually witnessed the site of what we call crustal genesis, where the earth creates, until a group of us, five of us, got down in submarine and went down into that crack. And sure enough, th- think about this. There are tens of thousands active volcanoes right
0: now on earth with the vast majority of them underwater i i got to get this guy onto my show i have so many questions to ask just about the statements he's made first like if you have a hole that is constantly opening up in this gigantic region of the earth and magma's pouring through it how do you safely navigate a submarine to this area and then if it's like a living organism and it's constantly bleeding out and then almost like a blood clot, this magma heals itself, which I've seen in National Geographic. I think there was actually a show a while back. It's on Netflix. It's uh, like Inside Earth or something along those lines. They actually do show the video of, I believe, what he is referring to. Um, but it just some of this just seems a little odd, except here we go. 10,000 active volcanoes underwater. Now (laughs) this is where the interview is going to start getting very interesting. Very. The interviewers tell him that they heard that because of all these active volcanoes, that there could be enough power and energy just in some of these regions, the power, the entire United States, but then they assert, but we don't know how to do that. And Mr. Ballard is quick to shut them down and he offers this. And so is this what's going on?
1: There's a yep. piece of this mountain range that pops above water called mm-hmm. Iceland. Iceland is sitting right on that mountain range. And if you go to Iceland, all the homes, everything is powered by that those volcanoes. But they, yes, they're above water, but the mountain range sticks up in the Azores. It does the same thing. And what they're doing now is using the ability to harness that energy underwater. Right now, we're doing it just above water, but it's not a huge leap to begin harnessing the energy of these tens of thousands of active volcanoes. In fact, in Hawaii, where you have the Mauna Loa and Mauna Kea, they're harnessing that geothermal energy. So it will not take a lot of work to go. In fact, we've been working with a team that is doing exactly that, tapping that energy which is endless.
0: That's <laughs> yeah, cool. So they're working with a team to tap into that energy, which is endless. Hmm. Now let's think here about fracking. Let's think about fault lines where all of a sudden people are reporting earthquakes. Let's think about the stories that were drilling into the earth's crust. And he says it wouldn't take that much to get us where we need to be perhaps what we are seeing right now is a man-made crisis, a man-made crisis where there are people that are trying to tap into the reserves of energy. And when I say reserves, the endless reserves of energy of magma and geothermal dynamics and pressure in order to provide free energy for all. But what if they didn't tell us that they were going to be providing free energy for all. And you didn't know that this is where it was coming from. And they could continue to just charge you as if nothing else matters because it's not a resource that they need to reveal to you. Well, if the forest fires that just broke out in Quebec are more of what I'm thinking that they are, that it's part of the Blake river mega Caldera complex, then are we trying to drill down in that area in order to reach that type of uh, geothermal dynamic to create electricity, to be able to harness the steam that's coming up closer to the surface. Since much like Iceland, it would be a lot easier. Yellowstone would be a lot easier. Now it starts making me think in Yellowstone, if what Bob is saying is true, do we have enough just in that region of Montana to power the entire United States as well? And then you have the whole other side of it. If you can power it from down below the ocean, you also have safety from the standpoint of, if something does go, you have the ocean to cool everything off. See, I think that the world is currently burning burning because we want it to, as well as burning because the magnetic fields collapsing, the uh, polar excursion is currently on its way. And I think the majority of people don't see this, but guess who does see it? The government. See, the government knows, I think what's coming down the pike. And there's multiple things that are a threat to society. You have pandemics. You have bacteria that's getting more and more deadly. We just heard this story about there's bacteria in the Gulf of Mexico. It's not widespread at this point in time, but 50% of people that get this would be considered to die because they will not live through it. And that story broke, I believe, at the beginning of June. It was, uh, I don't even know how to say it, but the CDC called it something like Burkholderia. Pseudomyelite, uh, which is a pulmonary disease of bacteria, it needs uh, intravenous uh, antibiotics in order to save people's lives. And even with that, 50% of people that get it will die. Uh, it was first found in Australia and Thailand, now along the Gulf Coast, a couple spots in Florida and Missouri, it has been spotted in. It needs warm uh, water. Now, Going with my story and the reason why I bring up this bacteria and the threats and things that are growing, what's going on with our water temperature right now in our oceans? Have you noticed that they are all warming? Now, many people would say this is global warming, Uh, but I would say the Mid-Atlantic Mountain region, if it is truly opening up the way that Mr. Ballard says it is, Could this be the reason why we're seeing an increase of 1.5 degrees Fahrenheit since they started measurements in 1901? If there's 10,000, 10,000 elements putting out magma, hot (laughs) steam into our water, and we're seeing that in the middle of this exact area, which by the way is going to be off the coast of Africa, which means that when storms fire up for the hurricane season this year in 2023, they will be super storm, supercharged, super powered because these vents are open and I can see where the smoke is there. It's showing up on the map as well as the heated water temperatures. They are also uh, getting to be more. Uh, And so as a result, when you have a hurricane system coming off the coast of Africa, the West coast, and it goes over those warm sea temperatures, we're going to have problems. Uh, you can go on to seatemperature.org and you can see right now that the extremely unseasonably warm part is going all the way up the Portugal and Spain and all the way up already into the Virginia region. Uh, so it's making its way into this Northern latitude and then it's very comfortable in the Delaware and New Jersey beaches and New York beaches, right? We're hitting the 60 degree mark. But once we hit that midsection of 75 to 80 degrees, look out for storm development. And is this related to these volcanoes underground? Again, I said, this is just the theory. You might listen to today's show and be like, wow, Greg, you've really gone off the deep end. I don't believe that the, these volcanoes are causing everything. Or maybe you're like, hey, Greg, you're onto something. This actually makes a lot of sense to me. Well, maybe you didn't know that where these fires are in Quebec, there is also a super volcano. Maybe you didn't understand that there are people that are currently looking to harness that energy, to provide energy for everybody. And guess what? It's it's completely free once they invest into the systems to make it happen. Can you imagine a world without an electric bill? Because the world's volcanoes are able to power everything. What would the utility companies do? What would the government do if they can no longer tax you for it? It goes right to yesterday's show, right? The government always has to find a way to make money. And so, yeah, color me a skeptic right now on what's going on in the world regarding these forest fires. Color me a skeptic when I see the color of the sky and the smell of the air of what's going on. I'm not saying there's not fires in Quebec. There's absolutely fires. But I'm giving you another plausible result. Perhaps we were drilling, opening up geothermal vents, and it went wrong. Or perhaps... That supervolcano, that caldera, is leaking and caught the forest on fire. Just two alternative theories backed by some science and backed by some research. and would also really maybe make sense as to why we're talking so much about submarines all of a sudden. Hope I honored your time well today. You can go to my website, americaemboldened.com, where you can follow along, substack, and bunch of ways to support the show there. You like this content, you can buy me a cup of coffee directly there, $5, $10, whatever you have to give. It's greatly appreciated. It helps support the work that I do, the research and the time that I spend on it. I also just created a TikTok page to create some reels for my show and you can find me at Greg Emboldened or on Twitter at Real Greg Bolden. I'll be back tomorrow with uh, my good buddy, Chris Michaels, as we wrap up the entire week and I'll run this theory by him. You don't want to miss it because whenever Chris and I sit down, it's always a fun show. Take care, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America.